You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversationalist Podcast. Uh, this is episode 18. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda. Hi. And um, we have a few topics on game-related items. We have a uh, couple of topics on some upcoming movies, which some of them are pretty exciting. You sound excited. I'm super excited. I'm just not one of those, you know, whatever. I am mostly excited, not so much for the upcoming movies. I mean, some of the movies that are coming up, like, I'm going to see at least two-thirds of them. I'm not sure about the other third. But I am excited for the anime news that I found out about yesterday. And it got added last minute to the show because I was like, Irma Gerd. I like, super excited. It's a long wait though, but we'll just get right into this. Um, so, in our first topic, Sony permabans a user from the PlayStation Network for using his own name. And um, this story came from GearNuke.com on June 27th. And uh, I have the whole story in front of me. And, um, you know, Amanda, you know, I familiarized her with this thing too. And basically, I mean, even though I have, like I said, the whole fucking story here, I don't want to go through this entire thing. But essentially what happened is a person that had the online handle iJihad was banned. Um, evidently he was playing, uh, he just he just uh, started playing Overwatch. He had just started playing Overwatch and apparently after three days of playing Overwatch, um, somebody reported his name. And he got a uh, banned notification email that basically didn't even list a reason for the ban. It just said, like, ban reason. <laughs> like, it was left blank. Um, but he got banned, f- presumably for his name. You know, it basically says in the email, like, you know, you it's inappropriate, whatever, we're banning you. So... It seems like he got a hold of somebody um, from uh, the PlayStation Network and it was worked out so that they were going to allow him to change his name so that he can continue to play. He just had to change his name because his name is iJihad. And I mean, with today's day and age, with like global terrorism and the association of global terrorism you know, being linked to um, Islamic extremism, extremists, and all these other, like, hardline, like, Muslim groups. It's, I mean, I guess not smart to have that. I, I mean, presumably it's against, like, the terms of service that PlayStation Network has. Um, so they're going to allow him to re- rename uh, his online handle So what ended up happening was when he was going to do uh, 
the rename. Apparently, the person that he got a hold of was different from the first person that was going to allow him to change his name. So the second person, seeing the case that he'd pulled up, opted to just reverse the decision to allow him to change his name and permaband him. So now he's got a band account with no way to change it. His account's still banned. And the I guess the more interesting portion of this story is that apparently his first name is Jihad. Like that's his actual name on his ID and he supposedly sent this as proof to people at PlayStation to show that look I'm just using my name uh, so I mean there's that um, you know and he, he basically like rebuts and has a little list of like his explanation for like why he feels this is unfair he's had this iGihad an- online handle supposedly since he's had a PlayStation 3 like forever ago and it was never an issue. It didn't become an issue until he started playing Overwatch. Which, um, I don't know. Somebody on Overwatch didn't like it. Apparently a lot of people on PS PSN when he was playing on the PS3 didn't care. Um, but apparently he's had it for a long time. And so that this just came up. And, you know, he basically recognizes that, you know, it's association with terrorism and why, like, Jihad, you know is taboo um but you know what he's pointing out is that the jihad word didn't really become taboo until recently although i'd argue not really it's not really a recent thing you know we're talking about terrorism going back like for the u.s major terrorism you know going all the way back to september 11th 2001 we're talking about 15 years so i don't think this is really like a recent thing that just came up within the past two or three years um this has been a a long time of a thing and uh you know i'm kind of torn two ways about this but i think the simple solution is is that why would you even use like your real name on the fucking psn anyways like that doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, what are your thoughts? Like, have, like I mean, like you, you, you saw all of this, all the information. I mean, what is what's your take? Like, Amanda plays games, and I mean, like she's mainly focused on the PC. She does sometimes play the, the other systems, but uh, I mean, just from your perspective, you're gonna play on the PlayStation. You're gonna play on the Xbox <clears throat> online multiplayer with other people. I mean, what would you, I mean, what would your opinion be on this person's name and kind of everything that happened with him? Well, when I heard it, I, I had three, three separate thoughts. Well, I should probably say four. They kind of all went with it. Like, I know PlayStation operates on their own, but when I heard that he was playing Overwatch, which is a Blizzard game, my thought first went to Blizzard is completely sensitive to people's names. So I was like, kind of makes sense that, that happened when he was playing a Blizzard game because I mean, people's 
name and, and wow get reported all the time and they always have to change them i've had my name i've had to uh, rename a couple of my characters and and wow just because people randomly just didn't like it i mean i had uh remember when we used to play with um god dang it uh we played with a friend of ours um in wow and he had a priest and um he named his priest heels for blow and he got reported and had to change his name i thought it was hilarious but somebody reported it because they're just like oh my god that's so inappropriate so uh you move yeah continue yeah so so that's the first thing i thought i was like well i don't know i mean it's like that's a little coincidental i thought but then also it, I don't know, like, how, how recently his account got, like, banned for that, but, I mean, recent events in Orlando could have probably pushed somebody to not allow him to change his name only because people are hyper, hypersensitive right now, and depending on how you look at that event, it was either just a really huge hate crime against gay people or it was a terrorist attack because the guy that called it in pledged his allegiance to that terrorist group um so like i said people are hypersensitive right now and maybe they just thought yeah right maybe this guy even forged his identification because i mean if you're you know scanning it in how do they know it's real they're not holding it in their hand they're not right they can't feeling it they can't whether tell this id is like a legitimate california id or whatever state he's from you you can't confirm it without actually holding it and looking at all the little security features. If he's just emailing it or whatever, it could be like a really good Photoshop. And then the other thing really was, you know, there are other other people that have come up against this to where, you know, since, you know, the whole terrorist things have been happening, they have come into problems with their name. Like I remember maybe it was like a year ago or so, but this little girl... Her name was Isis. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Okay. And she was being bullied, and then they didn't even want to print her name in the school's yearbook. But it was her legal, legitimate name was Isis. And she was like, what, I don't know, 12, 13. So, I mean, obviously she'd had that name for a long time. Well, I remember reading the article. She was like, you know, my name has always been Isis, but, you know... How was I supposed to know that a fucking Islamic extremist group named you know that they would nickname isis it was going to be you know like a major terrorism organization in this day and age that it was gonna you know throw that negative connotation to her legal name so i mean that happened to that girl so maybe this guy really is yeah i mean in in, in some of his reasoning and his band in his response um you know he's basically pointing out that the uh the definition for jihad um means struggling and putting an effort in doing something noble good and highly valued and that his argument is that the actual meaning of the word jihad is a positive it's 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 actually like a, a positive word and that by definition it's not negative and so he's pointing out that it's only negative because of what you associate 
in your mind jihad with when these Islamic extremists are talking about doing jihad against the non-believers and how that by definition the word isn't associated in a negative way like other people would associate the word with. So, I mean, I get that he's trying to make a point. To me, though, it just seems stupid as a gamer, as somebody who has a PlayStation Network account and it plays on multiple platforms that you would even use, like, your real name as your network ID anyways. To me, it just seems dumb. Two is that... Um, you know, with with how they basically sent him a notification to change his name and he got a hold of somebody that told him, hey, look, just change your name. Why couldn't he have changed it when he already had somebody... They were, he already had somebody who was willing to let him change his name. Like, why wouldn't you just... I don't know what the circumstances are, but, like, if you're getting a hold of them to say, hey, look, you know, if I need to, you know, if I need to change my name, like, why didn't he already have, like, a name just, like, already made up so he can be like, well, can you just change it to this? Or, like, if already had it done, it seemed like he was trying to argue his point. They're like, hey, look, this is my name. When he couldn't just see, okay, look, I understand with everything that's going on that maybe it's not the best name to have online with people that don't know your background. It's anonymity at its finest. Like, nobody knows anybody on the freaking pl- on, on the network unless you're playing with your friends. So nobody nobody's going to assume that that's your name or your fucking middle name or your nickname or whatever like no one in probably nobody cares nobody fucking cares whether it's his actual legal name it they see the word they don't like what it represents to them and they don't want to fucking see it so whatever his reasoning is if playstation's banning it because they've deemed it inappropriate or feel that the person that reported it has a valid point just change it like it's their it's their network you're yes you bought the game but it's a privilege to play online you have to agree to their ula and their terms of service and everything else so you have to abide by their rules or you're not going to be able to play it's as simple as that so like why argue the point well whoever the second person was that said he couldn't they need to let that go, and they need to just let him go ahead and change his name. But, I mean, if they didn't let him change his name, maybe he'd pick something that he was being a douchebag about it. Because it sounds, <coughs> it sounds like maybe he's just angry at this point. So who knows what the name option was that he chose. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, is that they don't have to let you change your name. They can just permaban you. They don't have to hear anything you have to say. They can just fucking permaban you, and then you can be starting all over from fucking day zero, making another character. I know this from personal experience in the past couple of weeks because of some shit that came up with my son going crazy. Uh, we'll just leave it at that, but it ended up... I almost had my fucking account banned because he was running a sub-account, and so it took a little bit of talking to you know different people at the PlayStation Network to get that stuff reversed. My son's 10, and so he's just... You know, he's been he got playing online games. sucked into those money traps of skins and weapons and Call of Duty. Right. And so it ended up being a big mess because I had to, you know, reverse those purchases and all that kind of crap. And, you know, when that happens, you know, they basically will permaban the account because 
you know, it's like services rendered, it's completely attached to your account, and there's no way to reverse it, so they'll just permaban it. So, um, you know, that was a huge pain. And so, like I said, they don't have to reverse their decision. They can just be like, look, you're done. Create a new account. We don't give a shit if it's been your PS3 handle since before the beginning of, you know, PlayStation time. Um, you know, so if they gave him the opportunity, like, he should have just seized the moment and freaking just had a name already lined up. Like, I'm not going to sit at the screen and be like, huh, what's a super fucking awesome badass name and, like, start running through, like, thousands of names to come up with, like, some perfect fucking name or something. Like, just make some shit up. Like, I don't even think, I mean, some people with the names they have on the PlayStation Network, it looks like they just open the dictionary and just, like, randomly point at a fucking word. And then they, you know, add 69 to the fucking end of it. Like, it's so <laughs> stupid, like, some of the names I see. So, um, I mean, to me, if I was given a chance to fucking change the name, like, I would change it with haste if I wanted to keep my account. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if he's had this thing since the old PS3 days, I mean, some of the shit's been going on, like I said, you know, major events... September 11, 2001. I mean, I don't know how long he's had that account. If he's had it before then. But... I just think that... To me, he should have just changed it quickly. And that this wouldn't be an issue. So... I mean, we don't know that... Minute details. All we know is like what he provided. In terms of like what he was sent in emails. But we don't know what he withheld. And all we have is his version of what happened. Obviously, because PlayStation is not just going to come out and be like, "Well, this is what happened." Like, you know, this isn't. This is probably doesn't even like, you know, hit their radar. You know, for a response. So not unless people make a big deal out of it. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, what's your? I mean, what's your final thought? Like, what do you think? Like, if PlayStation just says "fuck it," our decision stands. Like, you're just fucking banned. Start over, dude. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's my thought. It's like, you know, you didn't change it fast enough. Well, that sucks for you. You know, start over. You know, it sucks you're going to have to... And don't use your own name this time. (laughs) Yeah. You know, if your fucking... uh, Yeah, if your fucking name is, like, obviously something offensive... I mean, I don't know why you'd... Oh, again, yeah, he didn't know it was offensive at the time, but I don't know. I think that's kind of BS. So... Durka, Durka. Jeez. <laughs> so, um... On to the uh, second topic uh, related to games. Um, Epic Games uh, sues the creator of a powerful Paragon hack. And so the source on this one is from Rock uh, Paper Shotgun dot com. Uh, That's a fun name. Yeah, it is. So uh, basically, I, I have the whole um, story up, you know. Here, uh, essentially, what happened is um, a German hacker created a suite of hacks that allows people to have uh, aimbot, triggerbot, and 2D and 3D radar um, that basically makes it... Yeah, I mean, it basically makes you a god in the game Paragon, um, which is a, 
uh, a MOBA. And so what ended up happening is that this hacker, um, when he made this suite, he was selling this uh, suite of hacks for a monthly subscription through Polygon. So he was making money off of these hacks, ruining the game for other people. And um, what he ended up doing was he went online and created some gameplay footage in Paragon utilizing the hacks so that he could show how fucking amazing his hack suite was. And uh, Epic Games basically sent him a, a cease and desist for copyright infringement because he's using the gameplay footage for the game without permission to sell uh, his hacker suite which is against the terms of service anyways because he's not supposed to be fucking hacking the online the, the, the game itself so what ended up happening was he ended up responding to their uh their cease and desist um now traditionally he would be out of harm's way being that he's in germany but what ended up happening was uh and this is actually kind of cool when epic games filed the copyright takedown notices for the video in june on june 1st and 6th um, the hacker disputed the claims which, according to Epic's lawsuit, constitute consent to be tried under the jurisdiction of the Northern District of California where YouTube is located. And so what happened is like when he was responding, he checked this box that basically acknowledges that like jurisdiction for these types of issues will be decided in the company's home territory. And so uh, in this case, YouTube is located in California so now this dude is subject to US law and is not you know behind his little safety blanket in Germany sucker so uh, now he is um, you know being sued by a huge company that has the resources to come after you with everything they have and uh you know he's he's fucked i mean in all sense of the word um you know because according to epic these hacks on the videos that uh the hacker created have caused irreparable harm to the developer and will continue to do so because of his ongoing involvement with the hack and because of this epic is seeking restitution and damages including costs incurred from the lawsuit they're also asking for the destruction of the hacker's copies of Paragon, any derivative works like videos and hack itself, all of this has been requested to be handled via a trial by jury. So, um, I mean, this is, uh, uh, so evidently this was like toward the end of like the closed beta and the game is, you know, defending their game pretty aggressively and you know, with something like this happening, I mean, do you think that, I mean, do you think that's a good thing? That the game's go like the, the umbrella, the game company is like going this hard or is like, I mean, what do you think? Is it good or bad? 
Honestly, if they want a trial by jury, I think the they might get some people there and be like, you know what? Companies make billions. Who cares? Let that guy do what he wants to do. I mean, because they're bringing it here to America where everyone's always after their peace for any... I mean, we have the most frivolous lawsuits for everything. Right, but the company is suing this guy for basically fucking up their game. I know. But what if there's somebody on that jury that says, who cares? The company's going to walk away with nothing. They can hang the jury is what you're saying. Yeah. With that one person. I I mean, it's an interesting message. It might make people think twice about... You know, doing doing that, but at the same time, American jurors are really retarded a lot of the times, and <laughs> I don't know. It might it might not come their way, the business's way. It might not work for them. I mean, I see it as a good thing, and the reason being is because okay, I don't cheat. I don't. I've never used any sort of hacks or anything as it relates to online gaming. Like, have I used cheat codes? You know, for games where I'm just playing, like, single person because they're readily available or whatever, like, sure, I have. But online, playing with other people, no. Never, never. Wouldn't do it. You know, it's, it's, it ruins the game. I mean, if you're, if you want to just run around and just blast people without, like, any sort of repercussion just for the sole sake of doing it, like, to me... You're not even a gamer. Like, you're just a troll. Like, you're just somebody that wants to piss people off. There's no skill involved. It's, what the fuck is the point? Like, that's like just walking from point A to point Z in a game with, like, no resistance at all. Like, what would even be the point of playing the game if there's absolutely zero accomplishment or skill involved in trying to get to the end? Like, why would you do that? Yeah, I hate people like that. They cheat, but... I mean, to me, it just seems like a huge, a huge mitigator because people might see this and say, you know what, if a company is going to do this to this guy, maybe a different company is going to do this to somebody else when they find out that somebody's cheating on this level. I mean, because this isn't just a, just some random cheater that like threw down some hacks and you know they do it for their own amusement to be dicks. This dude created a suite of fucking programs that were all combined together to make you basically a god in the game, and on top of that. He was selling it for profit to other people that wanted to use it. So he's basically a fucking form of cancer that's going to spread throughout the game because everybody else is going to take a piece of his cancer and spread it all over that game so that they too can be awesome sauce. But in turn, they're going to ruin the gameplay because if you and I are playing this game just to have fun... And you have a million of these fucking dudes like aimbotting you and, you know, doing all this bullshit. How long are you going to stick around when you have all these people and it's running rampant and Paragon is Paragon's basically playing whack-a-mole trying to keep all these dudes from fucking cheating in the game? Like, you're just going to be like, fuck this game. This game's broken. And you're going to walk away from it. So, to me, Paragon is, uh, you know, this Epic Games, you know, suing this dude because it's ruining their game makes perfect sense because it could legitimately fucking sink their game before it you know before it even comes out you know because this is they're talking about this um you know basically be like a mean being like toward the end of like a closed beta or whatever i I thought you know paragon is already out maybe i'm fucking wrong but what i'm saying is that 
this could sink a game. You know, I mean, cheating on that level and on that scale. And then, you know, with the dude basically profiting from it and then using online gameplay footage, you know, of it to help advertise his already... I mean, his his activity that's already against, like, the terms of service for the game. Like, it just seems like... I mean, it's wrong on so many levels. They're like, he basically put himself on the radar to be sued by the company. You know, and to have the company, like, be willing to come after him at, like, any and all cost. And, I mean... I mean, would you agree or disagree that something like this could potentially at a minimum keep people from doing something like this not necessarily mitigating people that hack for their own enjoyment in general to be trolls or to grief other players but on a level like where maybe people aren't going to be like this dude and create a suite for people to utilize to cheat and then try to profit from it as well you know against the game it might, or it might encourage people to try to be better at it. Right. Maybe to, maybe to avoid making the mistake that he made in terms of, like, you know, basically making himself subject to U.S. law. That maybe people will be like, well, that guy's an idiot. We're not going to do what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think ultimately the actions of Epic Games, I think, are right. I mean, Well, yeah, me, I mean, they're not going to let someone... They're not going to stand by and let someone actively try to ruin their game. I mean, they would look like idiots if they didn't try and stop it. It's just... Yeah. I mean, someone's always going to try. That's the bottom line. It happens all the time in games. It's just... I mean, it's. I just think it's nice to see that somebody is taking, like, such a, you know, a serious stance on trying to, like, you know, stamp out these kind of dudes. Because, you know, there's so many... Um, you know games these days where people cheat and i you know it's more rampant i think on pc than it is on like console games which i think is just common knowledge i think it's easier yeah i mean it's easier to do it on pc uh you know less easier to do it on ps4 or xbox or something like that but you do still get those people and you know i know there's a lot of people that would prefer to play certain games on ps4 or on Xbox, not necessarily because they prefer the system over the PC, per, you know, per se, but because they know that there's going to be less of a likelihood that they're going to have to deal with as many cheaters on a console platform as opposed to a PC platform, so they choose to just go console. And that's sad, you know, that you might prefer one platform over another, but you just don't want to deal with the bullshit that you would choose a substandard platform in order to play. I mean, PS4 is generally, you know, PS4 and Xbox, I mean, they're going to play an online game, especially a first-person shooter, like, really well. I mean, obviously, it's going to be substandard if, like, you have a super awesome rig, uh, you know, a PC, and you don't want to use it because you don't want to be griefed with a bunch of cheaters, um so good for epic games you know hopefully they get the resolution that they're looking for and that they get everything that they're asking for in the lawsuit and that maybe just maybe this mitigates 
you know, a handful of people from potentially ruining other games, you know, specifically Paragon, but, you know, just other games that might potentially kind of, you know, have this same sort of issue come about in the future. So, uh, you know, I think if more games take this stance that, you know, maybe it'll have a positive end result as a whole for gaming in general, um, you know, PC or not. So, um, for we're going to be moving on to uh, some upcoming movies. Now, um, we've uh, talked about uh, several upcoming movies recently, and we're not going to keep rehashing or, like, you know, hammering all of these movies that we've talked about, like, once or twice, you know, that are coming out or trailers that we've reviewed. Um, but uh, there, there is a movie that is coming out that I should have known about, um, but I didn't actually find out about it until yesterday, or maybe I did know about it, and I just completely forgot, and for whatever reason, yesterday, it just kind of was like, oh shit, like, I don't know if I talked about this one or not, um, but I was on IMDb yesterday and was kind of just looking at movies that are upcoming, and I came across, uh, a crass. You Canadian now? Oh, my boot. boot! Yeah, my boot to do! No. I came across, uh, well, I did watch a, a certain, that. yeah, a certain uh, movie trailer that we'll talk about here in a couple of minutes. Um, I uh, saw the movie Mechanic Resurrection, which was uh, going to be releasing here um, pretty soon, August 26th uh, of this year, and... If any of you aren't familiar with Mechanic, um, it's a really badass action movie that stars Jason Stratham. And uh, Mechanic Resurrection is going to have Jason Stratham reprising his role, which, thank God, because I hate when fucking action movies, like, get a second movie, but it's not with, like, the original actor, and you're just like, uh, this is garbage. So... Um, it's going to have Jason Stratham, it's going to have Jessica Alba, it's going to have Tommy Lee Jones. Um, we watched the trailer, and to me, it doesn't seem like they're really venturing too far from the original mechanic formula. I mean, in the original mechanic, you know, like, he kind of takes somebody under his wing, and he's trying to show him how he does things, and then that person basically tries to fuck him over, and, um, you know, he gets fucked over a little bit, and then... I don't know. The movie was good. The movie was fucking amazing. Now, Mechanic Resurrection seems to take a lot of what made the first movie good and, you know, kind of run with it. Now, is it super original in what seems to be the plot? Nah, Not so much. Um, you know, basically the plot of this movie is that he's out of the game. He doesn't want to be, you know, in the game anymore. He's living it up. He's got his hot girlfriend, Jessica Alba. Life is good for him. And then somebody finds him and decides that they need him to make certain hits for them because they need all of these uh, people to die from what look like accidents. And the mechanic, that's what he does best. That's what Jason Stratham does best. He makes people die and it looks natural or it looks like an accident. And so they want him to do this, but he decides 
no, I'm not going to fucking kill these people because I'm done with the game. The game's not done with him, and they take his girl, Jessica Alba. Ah, help me! So, Jason's got to save her by reluctantly going after a bunch of these cats and killing them and at the same time trying to get Jessica Alba back unharmed. It's basically the premise of the story. But you know what? Sometimes the most simple plots can make for some of the best just go, you know, sit down, eat some popcorn, and watch a good flick. I mean, does it really need to be like a super convoluted story in order for it to be good? I mean, having seen a bunch of Jason Stratholm movies... I mean, he's not really doing any sort of Shakespeare shit. Movie. But are they all good though? Yeah, like, I mean, good. I mean, have I'm sure there's, I mean, there's like maybe like one or two that like aren't super great. But I mean, in general, a lot of the action movies that he makes are at least they're fun. Like they're just fucking cool. Like they're visually pleasing. There's not a lot of overthinking in them. I, I mean, I just. They're just very straightforward, good, solid action movies. I mean, are most action movies super complex anyways? I mean, not unless we're talking about, like, fucking, like, Band of Brothers, which is, like, a historical, you know, action miniseries. See, I which even isn't, consider isn't that a action. That's just, like, a historical... Well, it was action slash drama, but... I mean, it was very... It was, it was historic and, you know, based on... Real lives. I mean, I guess it's not really a good... It's like an apples and orange comparison, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, you compare this movie to, like, Die Hard. Like, was there anything, like, super fucking... Die Hard is the same movie every time. Well, that's what I mean. Like, but they're... But, you know, like, Die Hard 1 was good. Die Hard 2 was good. Well, you know, the other Die Hards... You know, but... Then it's like, hey, Grandpa, you gonna shoot out the walker? Like, come on. Yeah, but, you know, they were... They were still... They were still pretty fun, so... I mean, I'm not saying the mechanic resurrection is like a fucking Die Hard three or some shit. I'm, I'm just saying like this movie kind of it reminds me of the original one to where I think that this is actually going to be a good movie that I can actually safely say I can go to the movie theater and watch this and not be angry after I leave the theater wanting my seven dollars back for my matinee movie time ticket. And being like, I want my refund on my, like, two hours of life back because... Yeah, I know you. It'll, yeah. it'll be good. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely check Mechanic out. If you haven't seen the original, um, I would definitely look it up. I mean, it might be on Netflix or something like that, Hulu, uh, Amazon Prime, whatever the hell you use. Um, Mechanic should be there. It's old enough. Um but if you're not familiar with the movie, definitely check it out. I think this is one of uh, Jason Stratholm's better movies. So um, give that a look. And if you like it, then I would say that you're definitely probably going to like Mechanic Resurrection. Because from what the trailer shows, it looks as though it's going to be just like or similar to um, the first one in, tor- in terms of you know the, just the movie quality. So if you like the first one, definitely see the second one. If you don't like Jason Stratholm, then... Maybe you shouldn't go see it. Then kick rocks. You're well, going to like it. Maybe you can go see it for Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones looks like he has a pretty big role in that movie. He holds like a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be in an action film. You know what? If I was a fucking movie star, I'd be trying to work till I was like a hundred too. Like, why not? Like, it's not like, you know, he's like, you know, fucking garbage man, you know, that 
wants to retire with his pension like the day he turns 50 or some bullshit like no he's fine he's fine to see in movies too it's a little surprising though like really him and the he would have like movie. a soul patch huh? like that shit under his yeah, lip yeah that was kind of gross that's <laughs> like ugh child molester porn star nasty old man ugh. oh it wasn't that bad you're getting a little too crazy now no he like gross <laughs> whatever look gross Maybe one of those young women that's like, oh, hey, Tommy Lee, you want to buy me a drink at the bar and stuff? Maybe we can go back and look at your room and we can watch Hulu and hang out. <laughs> Hulu and hang? <laughs> oh, shit. Yuck. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. So, moving on. Um, Amanda actually brought this up. Like, I don't know why I didn't know about it. I was just, like I said, like, I didn't know about fucking Mechanic Resurrection. So. You should be excited for this one. Yeah, I'm actually excited for this one because... I'm gonna you, wreck it. Yeah. Wreck It Ralph 2, coming soon. Um, it was announced June 30th. Um, and the release date is gonna be March 9th, 2018. It's kind of far away. Kind of. Yeah. It's a long time. Oh well, they're still doing it. So, um, the uh, I mean, the plot. There's not much to the fucking plot. So, um, Ralph and Vanellope are going to explore the online gaming world. And um, according to John C. Riley, who was on the live stream when they were talking about the announcement of this movie, um, said that Ralph leaves the arcade and wrecks the internet. Hmm. I mean, that's very broad. Like I. That's, that's like, super broad. Like, we know what he was able to do with, you know, getting in between arcade games, you know, because basically it was, like, a subway hub in the power strip that allowed them to travel, you know, between wires to, like, other arcade games. So, you know, with the internet, like, I mean, is it basically the same thing? They're going to get on a little train that's going to take them through the power outlet to like a main hub that's going to be something like uh where's that like um train station in new york the 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 ultra big one the grand central station grand central station is it going to be like the fucking like grand central station of like video game you know online platform shit where they can go to and from all these different games i mean i imagine it's going to be something like that it would have to be like how are they how else they're going to travel but like you know like what games they're going to touch on like, are they going to end up, like, in uh, an MMORPG? They're or... hoping to have Mario and Tron in it, so I'm going to go with no. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... I mean, I guess they're aiming for timeless classics, but how does that have to do with online gaming, though? They said that's what they hope. That's not a confirmed plot point yet. Yeah. Because in their, in their concept art, it showed images of Amazon and Google... And things like that, which isn't gaming, that's just internet things. You know, I hope they don't turn fucking Wreck-It Ralph 2 into some sort of, like, two-hour, you know, corporate advertisement of, like, oh, look, they're traveling on Time Warner's 100X broadband network, (laughs) you know, oh, you know... Wreck-It Ralph, he really likes Amazon as opposed to Hulu's, you know, on, you know, movie video subscription service. Like, I really hope it's just not, like, a shitload of plugs of, like, online shit, like, glaringly in the background and all of that kind of stuff. Like, that's really going to take it away from me if, like, 
okay, you shouldn't have to fight for funding for a fucking movie like Wreck-It Ralph 2 when Wreck-It Ralph did so well. Like, why you would have to all of a sudden start selling, you know, screen space in the movie that is, like, super popular to begin with for, like, parents and, you know, for parents and children to be, like, selling all these fucking advertisement spots. To me, that just seems like the movie, you know, the, um, you know, the movie creators are... You know, just the production companies in general just, like, being greedy fucking pieces of shit. They have to, like... Maybe it'll be, like, the first one when they're walking through the little train station or it's kind of like a Where's Waldo of all the different games that were in there. It's like, oh, well, that character's from this game or that character's from that game. They did that cleanly, though. Like, it wasn't a bunch of Sega, you know, like, it wasn't, like, the fucking Sega logo over here and the Nintendo logo over here and a fucking Xbox logo, like, blinking on and off. And Well, maybe it'll be just a little Amazon smile or something. I don't know. I mean, clearly they haven't figured out a whole lot other than the fact that they're having the sequel, so... Yeah, I mean, if people put together like, oh, yeah, that's from there, or oh, yeah, that's from there, I'm totally cool with that. What I'm hoping isn't done is, like, when you see some movies, like, where you see a character taking a picture, and then it's, like, a five-second, you know, piece of the movie time that's showing them taking a picture with a huge fucking Nikon, you know thing like on the front of the camera like it's well welcome to our advertising world that's how they do it is it's just really annoying it's a tactic and that's how they do it I and mean, they do it in tv shows all the time i know but a tv show requires funding it requires you know like they might not have a shitload of people watching it but they you know obviously they need to have it be popular enough so that the air time that they sell in between commercials is you know something that generates revenue for the show and likewise you know, if they're actually getting some sort of sponsors from corporate stuff where they, you know, conveniently place down a Coca-Cola can so that you see the Coca-Cola sign on a table for a television show, if that keeps on a good television show so that it continues to have more seasons, that's different from a movie that should have allocated enough funding for them to make the movie as good as they need it to be, like the first one, without having to also sell a bunch of, like, advertisement space in the fucking movie. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. To me, it almost seems like, okay, you're, if you're selling all this advertisement stuff, then you're you're already making most of your money back to where when the movie comes out, like, oh, you're already generating raw profit. And I'm not, I don't have anything against, obviously, companies or anything like that making a shitload of money off of a movie. Because nowadays, if it doesn't make a billion dollars, it's a flop. They you have know? to pay their exorbitantly paid actors and actresses. Most of those people make over a million dollars, two million, three dollars, or, you know, millions upon millions of dollars to be in a movie. Studios, For their voice? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Studios can't keep up with to pay actors, so they have to find other ways. I mean... Oh, just like Sony, when we went to the... Okay, our local movie theater, they have, like, this special. So on Tuesdays, it's like a family day. And so if you go to the movie theater on that specific day, whether it's like before the five or six, you know, five or six o'clock matinee time, like most movie theaters have all day on that day, whether you go before five or after five, it's matinee pricing all day. So any movie you want to see on that day on Tuesday is like, it's like, yeah, 550 per movie or, uh, you know, for whatever movie you want to see now. The one company that doesn't participate in that special, so you have to fucking pay the right amount after the matinee time, is Sony Pictures. Sony Pictures is the only one that doesn't participate in that. 
And we found out, because we wanted to take our family to see a movie that just happened to be a Sony movie. And we're like, birds. Yeah, and we're like, fuck, like, we gotta, like, we're already here, like, we already have our kids, what are we gonna do? Be like, oh, I gotta pay an extra, like, seven dollars, like, I'm gonna take my kids away, we're not gonna see the movie, so I can disappoint the fucking hell out of them. I they, did feel bad for that Girl Scout troop, though. Oh my god, yes. With, like, the 20 girls that came to see that movie. Yeah, you, you could tell they came on Tuesday for that special specifically because they were bringing, like, a whole Girl Scout troop to watch the stupid Angry Birds movie, and so they're expecting... You know, it'd be like five fifty ahead, which is, I mean, that's still going to be a lot of fucking money because they had a lot of kids with them. And then to be told, oh yeah, you're going to have to pay like eight bucks, nine bucks a person. That is fucking bullshit because there's no like ahead announcement or like any sort of thing like, you know, updated on, on their website that says like, oh yeah, Sony Pictures is excluded from this special. You don't find out until you're up at the box office and it's just a single piece of paper that said like, oh, these movies don't count. A tiny piece of paper, too. Yeah, I was standing right there and I didn't even see it. Like, it was so small. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and you can't really be mad at the person that's just charging you at the box office because, I mean, obviously it's not their call, but still, you're just like, that's bullshit, you know? And so, that kind of stuff is just annoying, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that you know, a couple bucks is gonna really hurt our bottom line. Then we made a shitload of money. You know, and to me, it just seems like, I don't know. I mean, I know that, you know, movie theaters claim that they have a really hard time turning a profit on their movies with, you know, digital piracy and, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. And maybe that's the case, but, uh, you know, I just think, I just hope, like I said. That the movie's as good as the first one and that they don't do a bunch of, like, placeholder bullshit with, like, you know, gratuitous advertisements for, like, you know, fistfuls of fucking, you know, Silicon Valley companies and, you know, corporate advertisers. If it if it can just be the awesome movie that we hope it'll be, like the original Wreck-It Ralph, that would be awesome. Because Wreck-It Ralph was an amazing, an amazing, amazing, awesome cartoon. She I just, love Wreck-It Ralph. Amanda just wants to see it because she wants to check out Fix-It Felix. Ooh, is the second one is Fix-It Felix? You know, is he still going to be with, uh, God damn it, what's her name? Neither one of them was mentioned. The only two characters they mentioned so far were Ralph and Vanellope. How are you going to have Wreck-It Ralph without Fix-It Felix? I'm sure Fix-It Felix will be there, but he wasn't mentioned yet. He needs to be in that fucking movie, he has to. He absolutely has to be. And then his wife has to be in it. Hello. Oh yeah, Jane Lynch. Yeah, she's got a reprisal role as like the little badass army chick. Um, they just have to be in that movie. Like to me, I'm sure they will be. I, I'm sure. Okay, I'm sure. Okay, Wreck It Ralph. If they're gonna try and explore online gaming because her game was essentially an online game. Right. It's a big old fucking like first or third person shooter so now yeah so uh i I know obviously wreck it ralph and you know vanellope are like the central characters of the movie and you know it's no different from the original wreck it ralph they're the central characters in the movie but as supporting characters you would hope that those two characters at a minimum are going to be in there you know a good amount of the time because they did add a lot to that movie fix it felix (laughs) fix it felix right i want to see pac-man in that movie again (laughs) i want pac-man to help what, like pixels? Yeah. <laughs> what, are you going to eat everything? Yeah, what's that uh, little orange face little dude with the little zwicky nose? Cubert? Yeah, well, I want Cubert. I want Cubert in that movie, too. I want Cubert and Pac-Man. <laughs> and I want another 
role reprisal <laughs> of Sonic the Hedgehog and Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter. I want it. And I want a steak. <laughs> steak. With ketchup. Oh, ketchup. And I want, uh, you know, I want some coupons for some ice cream sundaes. <laughs> and if you don't know where that's from, like, we're kind of, that's from, like, Waiting the Movie. If you haven't seen Waiting the Movie, you're missing out. Go watch it. Um, so, uh, moving on to one of our other upcoming movies. This one is the Mortal Kombat movie. And um, it seems they're just, like, doing a remake of this. And uh, there are 12 confirmed cast members for this movie now the source for this is uh, nowloading.co the release date is sometime in 2017 and we're just going to go through a list of all of these confirmed actors or cast members for the various roles in the Mortal Kombat movie and needless to say this is a pretty star-studded affair I really didn't go over the list with Amanda because I kind of wanted to get like her reaction on some of these names and so we're just going to go right down the list. Um, some of these names, if you're a fan of other Mortal Kombat, um, you know, either like, I think they had the like, fucking TV show at some point. Uh, and then, you know, all the different movies. I, I did not appreciate some of the other movies. I thought they were kind of lame. Jeez. I mean, they, they were basically on, to me, some of the other Mortal Kombat movies were kind of like on par for like that fucking Street Fighter live action movie with John claude Van Damme. And Raul Julia's fucking, uh, <laughs> goddamn his bison. Yeah, just terrible. So, uh, for the first one, Shao Kahn, it's gonna be played by Vin Diesel. And basically, like, he's like, you know, the top bad guy or whatever. But yeah, it's gonna be Vin Diesel. He's always thumping. Always thumping. <laughs> so, uh, Kitana. Is going to be played by Megan Fox. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, Shang Tsung is going to be played by Robin Shao. And I'm not familiar with that dude. And he's the only guy whose name that I wasn't familiar with that I completely forgot to look up on IMDb to see what his prior um, like acting you know credits have under them as far as like why they cast him. Um, for that role, you know, like what other shit he had going on. Um, Luke Hang is going to be played by Daniel Wu, who, uh, yeah, he played Goldon in uh, World of Warcraft, and he stars in Into the Badlands, who oh, we again. had the opportunity to see at San Diego Comic Con last year when we went and saw the uh, the premiere for the in- Into the Badlands uh, show. So, um, that's pretty cool. That's good. So. Kano is going to be played by Manu Bennett, and he was in several episodes of Arrow, and he played Azog in the Hobbit trilogy. He was the guy from the Arrow episodes where he's on the island, and he's still stuck, and that one military guy is like helping him around on the island because they're trying to get off. Oh. He's that dude. Um, so then Johnny Cage is going to be played by Scott Atkins, who is also going to be starring in Doctor Strange, but his role in the movie Doctor Strange isn't defined as of yet, so I don't know what he's playing in it, but obviously he's getting some 
he's getting in some big movies. He had a lot of other acting credits, but I mean, Doctor Strange being probably the biggest recent, most relevant movie to be in right now. Interesting. So, um, Nightwolf is going to be played by Jason Momoa, who's well known as Call Drago from Game of Thrones. And, and Aquaman, Aquaman. Um, in uh, the upcoming Justice League movie. Um, Scorpion is going to be played by Tony Jaw, and he was in Furious 7, um, but is also pretty well known for the Ong Bak series, 1 through 3, um, that are on Netflix, if you're not familiar with those martial arts movies. The first one was fucking awesome. I haven't bothered to watch two or three, but the first one was really good. Um, Sonya Blade is going to be played by Ronda Rousey. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I know a lot of people don't like her because they just think she, her acting is shitty. But, I mean, her martial arts is good. I mean, this is going to be a fucking combat movie, so maybe they'll keep her, like, you know, speaking... <laughs> No talking, Shit to just fighting. Yeah, just do mean glares like in uh, in in, uh, in Furious, in Fast and Furious. Just do the mean glares. Um, Jax is going to be played by Michael J. White. Um, now, he starred in a few Arrow episodes as well, and he also played Jax in the Mortal Kombat Legacy TV series and in the 2011 um, Mortal Kombat Rebirth in 2010. And he also played the character Gamball in Dark Knight. Now, um, I mean, obviously, it was an easy pick to make him Jax because he's already played Jax and a bunch of other stuff. So to me, it seems like it was like a fan favorite kind of thing. They're like, hey, if I can play Jax in these other shows, no brainer. Let's bring this dude back. So uh, Sub-Zero is going to be played by Aiko Uwai. I think I'm saying that right. Um, he played Razu Quinfi in Star Wars The Force Awakens. I mean, probably a smaller role because I'm not familiar with that character in Star Wars The Force Awakens and I saw mm-hmm. it and I'm a Star Wars fan. But obviously I'm not that big of a Star Wars fan because there's probably somebody listening that is a Star Wars fan and they're like, uh, duh, like he was totally on that other moon when this whole fighting was going on and he was there in the background. And they're going to, you know, go on about all the shit that he did and all the importance he is to the Star Wars universe that I don't know about. Um, Now, the final one, Raiden, is going to be played by Liam Neeson. Is he going to have a phone? Is he going (laughs) to tell you exactly what you're going to do? No, probably not. Um, So, I mean, okay, just going over this list of people, that's a lot of star power. Especially Generally, when there's that many movie stars in one movie, it sucks. Now, that's exactly what I thought. Now, okay, to me, the old Mortal Kombat movies in general sucked, so I'm hoping that they do a better job with this movie. Obviously, they're they're really banking on having big names and like relevant people associated with these important characters and bringing in all of these names. But is that going to work for it? Or is it going to work against it? Because when I saw these names, I'm just like, oh my god. Like, there are a lot of fucking big names. Even the even the names that you don't really know. Like, and I think it's just because we watch mainly American films. A lot of these people that I wasn't familiar with, they were big action stars in, like, China and shit. Like, they made really good movies. High-end production quality movies. So, like... 
these are all big names. Think about movies like, what is it, New Year's or Valentine's Day, where they have like 10 million really famous people. They really don't do well. That's true. So um, I don't know. It tends to be the more you add, the less. The movie isn't very good. So we'll think, see. Think about this. The movie that I always think of when I think of like a super star-studded movie that just tanked on like a fucking epic level was an old movie called uh, when, uh, Mars Attacks. Anybody remember that movie from way back in the day? It was advertised like crazy. It was supposed to be like this fun action movie for the whole family. Uh, you know, it's getting attacked by aliens or whatever. It starred fucking everyone. Everybody who was a big name. Like, I mean, this is like fucking 15 plus years ago. But every single fucking star that you could think of during that time was in fucking Star It was in uh, When Mars Attacks. And that movie bombed like super hard so you know i mean I, okay i think the reason is i don't think it's so much like oh we're gonna bring in all these i mean obviously it's part of it bringing all the big names it's gonna have a lot of attraction people are gonna want to see this because of the people that are associated with this movie but a lot of these movies these days that are based on video games Movie studios are really banking a shitload of money on these things because you know we're we're talking about the popularity of movies that are you know making billions. You know Marvel movies, DC movies are getting close. Um, you know, and then you you have like the success of Deadpool, an ultra violent cartoon that is kind of. You know, making you rethink whether or not you can have a highly successful, you know, movie or comic property that can be violent. Mortal Kombat's like the epitome of like violent video games. Like, you know, it was a big deal back in the day when Mortal Kombat first came out and playing that at the arcade. Like, you know, they were trying to regulate video games hardcore back then, basically trying to make it illegal for games like that to produce violent video games. I mean, one of my favorite video games of the time was a Super Nintendo game called Total Carnage. And they would mention these games on like the Congress floor because they were trying to get these games banned because they thought that obviously kids that played them were, you know, going to go do other crazy shit, um, you know, after they played these games. And um, so, I mean, I could see why they're, why they're doing what they did. I mean, but to me, the names are, the names are well known, right? But... Do you feel like some of these are like so big that like it's an inevitable tanking situation? Like to me, it's not like I might tank on the premise alone. I mean, like you said, it is a video game movie, which people still aren't particularly fond of. I mean, there have been other not thinking about just the Warcraft movie, but I mean, there have been other movies that have been out lately that. Or video game based that didn't do well. Like, um, what was it? Is it Witcher? Oh, okay. That's a video game movie, isn't it? Yeah, it is. That did not do well at all. Yeah. So, it's a market thing. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there are sets of movies with lots of stars that do well. I mean, speaking to Marvel movies, obviously, there are a lot of big ones. 
in that, and then, um, I mean the well, Batman vs Superman. Like, even though it wasn't as uh, as big a success as many would have hoped, and others would argue that the movie fucking flopped. You know, by comparison, when you're comparing it to other Marvel movies, you know there was a there were. I mean, not as much as not as much as the Avengers, but just you know, in terms of like names and people they brought to the table to make it successful, it still did pretty well. Yeah. And you know, you, you're pointing out the Avengers. Yeah, there are plenty of you know big names associated with the Avengers, and yet they do well. Well, and even so. if you look at you but, know movies that Vin Diesel's been the Fur- Fast and Furious franchise. I mean, for the most part, that's been a relatively successful franchise, save for a few movies that kind of sucked, but. Yeah that he wasn't in yeah well exactly so yeah. i mean it could work but i don't know it it depends yeah so i mean and it but you know to compare a movie like mortal Kombat to something like the avengers is i think a huge leap um i don't think they're even in the same class you know in terms of popularity or like cult classic you know sure it's you know definitely a, a classic i think as far as just was, you know, being a relevant game that kind of like changed the direction that other games went. Well, I wasn't comparing them as anything other than there's a lot of stars yeah. in the movie. <laughs> right, I know, I know, I know. So, um, you know, with that said, I mean, like, there's a lot of there's a lot of familiar names in this list, and there's like one, you know, there's like two or three, you know, big ones as far as them being associated with like huge, you know, action franchises or just like generally very well-known popular um action movies but i think even though we're familiar with a lot of people on this list i don't think it's so star-studded that it's like gonna like pull the movie down you know i think like the biggest names on this thing are shit vin diesel megan fox and liam neeson even though people hate megan fox you can't you can't deny that she's in a ton of you know big movies so I mean, I think those are the three biggest names. I mean, sure, we know who Daniel Wu is. Um, you know, we know who Manu Bennett is. Um, you know, we know, you know, who Jason Momoa is. You know, obviously, we know that. Uh, you know, we know who Ronda Rousey is. You know, sure, those are familiar names, but I mean, those aren't like. I mean, to me, like, I mean, none of these people were like leading movie actors. You know, they're just people you know because they're associated with other big films. So, I don't know. I mean, I hope it does well. I hope it's a good movie. Uh, I mean, I'm not really... I was never, I was never like a huge Mortal Kombat game player to begin with. I mean, I did play it a lot. Um, but, like, I... You know, I didn't buy all the other, you know, sequels in Mortal Kombat. And, like, you know, I didn't go out and fucking pre-order this last Mortal Kombat that came out. And, um... You know, I didn't see every single Mortal Kombat movie that they had. I saw the first one. I just thought it was crap, so I didn't watch the other ones. Um, you know, so for people that appreciate it, I hope the franchise does well and that they actually, like, do a good job at making the movie and that some of these uh, people do well in the roles that they've been cast for. So, um, like I said, I was surprised by a lot of, pe- you know, a lot of the names on the list. So hopefully they did... Uh, they did a good job. So, with that said, we're going to talk about uh, another movie that we actually saw two different movie trailers for. 
And this one is called Yoga Hosers. Um, the release date is September 2nd. It's rated PG-13. Um, the premise, that, though this is, uh, this is part of the True North trilogy directed by Kevin Smith. It's uh, starring Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Melody Depp. Um, the premise of the movie, or the plot, is two 15-year-old yoga enthusiasts in Manitoba who work at a convenience store after school join forces with a legendary manhunter to battle an ancient evil and fight for their lives. Now, you read the plot and you're kind of like, huh, you know, that seems like it would be pretty good. Um, and I'm a Kevin Smith fan. Like, I've seen a lot of Kevin Smith movies. You know, pretty much everything that he's done, um, you know, we go and see him every year when we go to San Diego Comic-Con for, like, his his smodcast, um, you know, so we really like him. Uh, but we saw the trailers and kind of were, like, eh. Now, just to give you a hint before we get into this, on IMDb, you know, as far as, like, the release, like, previews of what people... Um, who have actually uh, screened this movie. IMDb gives it 4.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it 25%. And Metacritic people give it 31%. So now that's just a gauge for where this might be. Obviously we've talked before about people that. Or movies in general. They get a shit critic rating. And it being pretty good. Perfect example. Well, you know Warcraft. Warcraft is like what, like 28% on Rotten Tomatoes? Like it's, you know, they make it seem as though it's like one of the biggest pieces of garbage that's been released in a long time, but the movie was good. Indeed. Uh, you know, Batman vs. Superman, <coughs> terrible critic review, you know, terrible critic review, but I thought it was good enough. What's funny is that, you know, kind of going off tangent here for two seconds, Batman vs. Superman, apparently uh, our friend Joe saw Batman vs. Superman yesterday and thought it was the biggest piece of shit that ever was made. He hated it because of all the movie plot stuff and how shit was changed as far as like origins of certain characters and whatever. So, um, you know, everybody's got their opinion. Just like everybody has an asshole. Everybody has one. So, <laughs> um, what did you think... Having watched both of the trailers. Now the trailers are very different. There's one trailer that makes the movie, I think, look like crap. And there's another one that makes it look somewhat better. Not necessarily like a fucking Oscar-worthy film. But what do you think? It looks a lot like the rest of his movies. Kind of weird. Uh... You can't get mad at him for doing this, though. It, blame Canada for having the weirdest urban legends ever. I mean, that, that's what this movie is based on. Everyone knows that, so... I don't know. It looks fun. I'll go see it. Well, you know, at least it's not a rehashed Hollywood film, right? I mean, it's it's an original idea. I mean, a lot of Kevin Smith's movies are... Are pretty original in itself and I think that uh, I mean a lot of people don't realize that this is you know part of like a, a trilogy that he's trying to make um, you know if people aren't familiar with Tusk um, that was a very odd movie it was actually I thought pretty well made it was decent like we kind of left like after we were done watching that movie we were kind of like 
what the fuck? Like, that was weird and sad. Um, Again, you you weird Canadians and your weird urban legends. (laughs) Because that's the thing. He chose three of, like, these Canadian urban legends or whatever and decided to make movies about them. That's the point of this True North trilogy. He picked those up and he made movies out of them. And everyone's like, oh, first of all, don't call it a trilogy. Plenty of people in the comments of that one of the trailers got really mad because people were calling it that. But that's what it's called. It's called a trilogy. And it's called that for a reason because that's what he wants to call it. Well, and it's part of, like, the same universe, you know, in terms of, like, the movies themselves and, like, when they take place. So it's not as though... He's creating three standalone films that aren't related to each other at all. Like, you'll see the same people in them, but they're not all going to look the same. Like, Johnny Depp, he was in in Tusk, but he had a very small part in it. He's bigger in this one. And freaking, what's his name? The Icy Dead People Kid. He was in that one. Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, and then he's going to be back in this one. And then... Um, Harley Quinn and Lily Rose had a very small part in Tusk and obviously they're the stars of this movie so it's like Kevin Smith built this thing incorporating all these urban myths and legends into it but it's still continuing the whole story and I don't think people really get that right yeah so I mean like I said we're, we're Kevin Smith fans you know we really appreciate all the work he does and so um, we're definitely going to see Yoga Hosers. You know, we would have liked to have seen it, like, in one of the screening, um, you know, one of the screeners that they had. There was one that took place a couple of weeks back in San Francisco. And you had the opportunity to go see the screen. The problem was it was just a lot. Like, you know, obviously, you know, if we wait till September, you know, we're just going to pay, like, 10 bucks. The thing was, is this screener in San Francisco, one, it's like a five-hour drive from us. Two, uh, you know, the time of day that it was taking place was going to require us to probably end up spending the night because we're not fucking, like, road truckers that, you know, can, you know, run 24 hours. Um, And, you know, third was that if we were going to go see that movie, it was going to end up costing about 45 bucks a person. So we were going to spend close to $90 to see you know, a screener of this movie, you know, that may or may not be good. And, um, you know, I think part of it was is that uh, those girls were actually there, like, for, like, kind of a Q&A, which is probably why it was so expensive, you know, because Harley Quinn Smith and I think Lily Rose Melody Depp were going to be there. Um, I'm not 100% sure if Kevin Smith was also there, but he may have been. I think if he may have been there, like I would, I would have paid. It. It. If if his daughter is going to be there, I would always yeah. count on him being there. Yeah, I mean, if he was there, I mean, I guess it probably would have been worth it. But like, you know, like we've been to a lot of his stuff before, anyways, and it just seemed like I don't know. I was, I mean, if I could have gone, like if I had the the extra money to have gone, I would have, but we didn't. Um, you know, so we're gonna have to wait till September unless they do some sort of like, you know other screening you know somewhere maybe in la la would be ideal because that's like super close for us so um you know that is going to be fun now uh before we get into some very brief movie reviews um i want to dip into anime for like two seconds now um i just found out yesterday 
and then I, I believe it was probably announced at the Anime Expo, which I'd plan to go to, but we didn't. Um, that, uh, yeah, definitely going next year. Like, do not give a fuck what happens. Definitely want to go next year. Um, is that uh, next uh, next spring or yeah, next spring spring twenty seventeen? Um, we are going to see. Sword Art Online, the movie, um, Ordinal Scale. Um, that is one of my most favorite animes um, as far as animes go. Um, absolutely love SAO. You know, I loved SAO too. Um, I mean, if you're interested in, uh, you know, anime. Um, you know, obviously there are very different sorts of anime out there, and you know if you like anime in general, you might not like you know all. Um, but this one for me was uh, the you know the reason it's so awesome is because like I like MMOs, and this one's kind of based on like an MMO concept, and you know the concept of like Sword Art Online is that uh, you know basically in that day and age the gaming experience has been taken to like a vr level where you can just lay in your bed you put on a vr helmet and like basically you're able to play in the game as though you're in the game you know be able to feel touch smell do all these things um you know so i mean to me like that's super exciting like to be able to like have like an actual completely virtual reality game that's fucking cool as all hell and so like to see a anime kind of touch on like the possibilities of where gaming may be at some point in the future with you know obviously the development recently of like all these different uh, vr type platforms not true vr but you know at least it's a start um you know this is basically what sword on online is basically everybody logs in there's a glitch in the game and people can't log out and if you die in the game you die in real life and uh you know so the struggle goes on you know um without ruining um you know the series if you haven't seen it um you know it develops a lot i mean a lot of the characters were were great um you know kirito being the main character and asuna you know later being like a you know main secondary character that's like the mate of uh, kirito um if you want to know more about the sword online movie or maybe even check out um the trailer um, for the SAO movie Ordinal Scale, go to sao-movie.net. That's where you can find it. Um, you know, and if you're not familiar with uh, Sword Art Online as far as anime goes, I mean, I think just give it a try is what I would say, um, especially if you're a gamer. This is a really good series. Um, I don't know if it's still on Netflix. I think it might be. So definitely try Netflix. Um, I believe Hulu also has it. If uh, if you don't have Netflix, I believe Hulu also has it. And I think that Netflix had the original Sword Art Online. There's a Sword Art Online 2 that I believe Hulu does, um, does have as well. Um, and it has... Um, a, a pretty good uh pretty good plot line in um you know as far as like sao2 goes so if you like one you'll like two 
definitely check them out if you like anime. Um, I'm really excited for this series. I mean, it can't come soon enough because I really appreciate them. And on that note, if you do end up liking that uh, you know series or that type of anime, um, you'll also want to check out another um, show called Log Horizon um, that is also based on an MMO concept where you know they can't log out um i don't think they suffer permadeath it's actually an in, it sounds similar to what uh, sword online is and it is similar um but it's definitely not a copy um there's a lot of different shit that they deal with in log horizon that does make it different from sword on online um the main characters do have different man, you know like similar mannerisms in uh but I think overall, like, you know, it is original enough for, I think, you to give it a look if you do appreciate Sword Art Online as a series, um, Log Horizon. And uh, Log Horizon, I think, is also on Hulu as well. So, um, moving on from that. Actually, not moving on real quick. Amanda, do you have that uh, movie plot premise that I... That I just closed because you were like, Whoa, we're on a fucking podcast. You can tell me what's going on. Jeez, man. So just real quick before um, we wrap up SAO, I mean, in case you're wondering what the movie plot is, I actually found it. Um, so the movie plot for this SAO um, ordinal scale is the film is set after the events of the anime's second season in which Kirito and Asuna and their friends start playing a new game known as Ordinal Scale. That, um, contrary to the previous ones they played, doesn't have a full dive function and is based on a new augmented reality device instead called Augma. Uh, in this game, players are ranked according to their achievements and players with lower ranks have serious disadvantages in duels against their higher ranked peers. So, um... Again, um, it seems pretty interesting. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how much different this is going to be from, say, Sword Art Online one or two. Um, but you know, just being a fan of the series, you know, I think they're going to do a good enough job that it's going to be worth the watch. Um, so now that at least you know the movie plot, now we can move on. So um, finally. Uh, we're going to talk briefly about um, two movies that we saw this past weekend. Um, I could say that I saw them and... Uh, I slept through them. Uh, <laughs> so we went to go see these damn movies and it was a pretty long day. We went in for a day trip, went to the beach, we went and did all kinds of shit while we were at the beach and then toward the end of the evening, um, you know, we went and saw it at a drive-in. Drive-ins are awesome. We always try to go to the drive-in when we go to the beach and, you know, drive-ins are still like the only place that do double features. So... How awesome is it to play for, um, you know, to pay for, um, you know, two adults, two children for like 22 bucks, be able to bring in all the food that you want, bring in all the snacks that you want without any issues and be able to sit there and watch not one new movie, but two new movies. That's, that's awesome. So, um, the two movies that we saw were The Big Friendly Giant and Finding Dory 2, and we thought this was an awesome lineup because our kids hadn't seen either of them. Unfortunately, only one of our kids actually saw them because the other one fell asleep. With me. Yeah, with her. So, um, 
you know, just going over uh, Big Friendly Giant. Um, you know, as far as, as yeah, as far as you know, uh, you know, my review goes, I'm not going to get into like the idiosyncrasies of like everything that made you know the movie you know good or not good, and like go through a play by play of the movie. I mean, you, all I would say is that some the, of it was pretty. I thought it was <laughs> visually a very good movie. The CGI was fantastic. Um, I think they really took a lot of time to try to um, develop it as, like, I mean, I think they really, I mean, it's going to sound stupid, like, when I say this, but I really think they tried to make it, like, a really good dramatic film. Like, it, to me, because The Big Friendly Giant, to me, seemed like a very family-friendly, like, super whimsical kid movie. It wasn't so much that. I mean, it, it definitely had that element to it. But to me, it seemed like they were really aiming for, like, a ton of character development. And, like, you know, what you were, you know, like, what the characters were thinking. And, like, it was very, I think it was very deep. And I think. Too it, much for a kid movie. Right. It, it was, it was, to me, like, with two, you know, two kids ages six and ten. There were some points where, like, even the, you know, our kids are like, where's this going? You know, they were just getting really bored. Like, okay, when's when's Finding Dory coming on? What time is that? And like, yeah. because, um, you know, it was very slow at the beginning. I mean, honestly, I was totally down to just watch these movies and, you know, watch them with the kids. And I got bored so much so that I almost fell asleep during the first uh, part of... Uh, Big friendly giant. It wasn't. It just was you not. Did. I, I I know. I probably fell asleep. <laughs> I know. I mean, at one point we were all asleep in the car because uh, our daughter she she woke me up and she said, "Mommy, everybody's sleeping." <laughs> she says, "Can you stay up with me?" And so we watched it for a little bit. And I was like, "Ooh, how pretty!" I was talking. I was trying to keep myself awake because that movie was. It was a snooze. Not like the beginning of it. Like I said, it's just exciting. really slow. <laughs> The, the, the <laughs> like I said, like they were really trying to take time to like develop the characters and kind of like you know put the basis for the story out there, which is good. You know, I, you know, I mean, it is it is good that you know a film does that. But the problem was is that they just did it in a manner that just wasn't compelling or exciting. And then when it did start to pick up, like it just didn't pick up fast enough, and it was it just stayed really slow for a very long time. You know, probably toward the middle of the movie is where you started to actually see, like, it start to, like, you know, rise in terms of, like, you know, excitement and, like, stuff that's actually starting to happen in the movie. But then, like, once you kind of get to, like, the top part of the plot point, like, the fucking, I don't know, what do you call it? Like, the plateau. Once it gets there, it's fleeting. Like, it, it was over, like, before you knew it. Like, it, it wasn't, you know... You know, it was it was disappointing. I mean, I'm definitely glad that it was as a double feature because, like, if I had taken my kids to see that at the movies and paid like thirty bucks to go see that film, like, I'd have been pissed. That's like, the money back. Yeah, it, um, you know, Big Friendly Giant just wasn't that good of a movie, and I went into it with an open mind, um, totally expecting that it would be pretty decent, um, but it wasn't. And honestly, like, I don't think my kids enjoyed it that much either. No. Nope. Um, so, I mean, even though it's aimed to be you know a kid-friendly film and then it seemed to be like a kid-friendly film that you know parents can also enjoy it was fucking boring so that's my take on that uh moving on 
Now, Finding Dory 2, um, I was reluctant to see because, uh, to me, it just seemed like a complete remake of Finding uh, Nemo, and so I was just like, you know, I don't want to be one of those suckers that's going to go see the movie just because Disney stamped on it, and because it's associated with an also very popular you know, Disney movie that did very well. Uh, I liked Finding Nemo. It was a very good. It was a very good kids movie, and a lot of adults enjoyed it as well, myself included. Um, you know, but my thought was just like this is just fucking Finding Nemo Part Two, like, but it's Dory instead. And so, um, I was reluctant to go pay to see that movie as well because I'm like, eh, I don't want to pay for that movie and then be like, this sucked. And so, you know, again, the double feature was an awesome way to do that because. Okay, the big friendly giant suck balls. Now you go to Finding Dory, um, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, they did a really good job of you know making the movie you know about Dory, and you know it being similar in that you know people are trying to find Dory, you know similar to how everybody was trying to find Nemo. So there's no difference there, but um, you know how they did it with like you know obviously. Um, you know, to those that have, you know, seen Finding Nemo is that, you know, she has like a very short attention span and like can't retain much of anything. And so, you know, she starts to slowly regain her memory so that she can find her parents. Um, I mean, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I pretty much fell asleep through the whole movie. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, I, At that point, I was just too tired. I, I think I woke up, oh, maybe once or twice during the middle. I tried. I, I really wanted to see Finding Dory. I wish they had played that movie first. That I was should've... just so tired. Yeah, okay. And Sunset. our daughter, who had been begging to see that movie, she slept entirely through the whole thing, too, like I did. And she she uh, she just missed the whole thing. I. And that, that's kind of a gripe to the Sunset Drive-In in San Luis Obispo, California. What the fuck? Like, the more family-friendly kid movie is freaking Finding Dory. So, like, why wouldn't you put that as the first movie, which is one the kids probably want to see more than anything, and put the second one that's more like a mature, you know, kid-based movie second like it doesn't make sense like you would put the super kitty movie like super late like that was really annoying it should have been the other way for sure honestly though like if it had been us having said that we probably if finding dory had been um first probably would have just watched finding dory and then cut out because i really didn't have an interest in seeing big friendly giant which might be why they did it that way but the find the big friendly giant movie was longer and you know, obviously you can't start the movie till the sun sets. So the sun didn't set there until almost 8.30. And then the big friendly giant movie was long. And then Dory was supposed to start at 10.45. And they didn't start it until like maybe 10.50, 10.55, something like that. And then, I mean, at that point, if you're there with kids, I mean, my, okay, our son stays up all night long. He's good with that. But our daughter isn't. And I... I kind of worried about her being able to stay awake, and she didn't. I mean, yeah, and I didn't either. I was just tired, and it was sad because that's the movie I really wanted to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, overall, the movie was funny. It it uh, recreated a lot of the things that made 
Finding Nemo, um, such a good film. Um, you know, there were a lot of, you know, new characters in the movie, obviously, that were fantastic. And I don't really think it, what, it didn't appear that they tried really hard to make that movie as good as the first one. It seemed like it was it was good all on its own, and that if you if you watched Finding Dory, and but they did tie in Finding Nemo a lot into it to kind of explain, you know, some of the s- stuff that was taking place in Finding Dory. Um, you know, I think they did it in in a good enough way to where you didn't really have to see Finding Nemo. Um, so I think it, it could even be like a good standalone movie, like even if you didn't watch the first one, which would be kind of confusing to me if you're going to go see Finding Dory and you hadn't seen Finding Nemo. Right. But, um, you know, that being said, um, I really think the movie was good um, for both adults and kids. I think your kids will enjoy it. Um, adults should enjoy it if uh, they, you know, appreciate, I don't know, like if you're not a fucking humbug. Like if you're not a humbug, like you like the movie. <laughs> like it was a good movie. Um so definitely go check those out. And if you have the opportunity to go see a movie, double feature in a drive-in, do that. Um, yeah, support your drive-in, yeah. local drive-in, or not so local drive-in, as that's not our local drive-in. But well, I mean, it's local for us because it's not a terribly far drive. Uh, you know, well, we San technically Luis, have a local drive-in that we don't ever go to. It's not a real drive-in. Okay, what she's referring to is that we have a local drive-in. That basically they put up a big old like puffer screen. They air up and it creates like a like a little screen on one of those like you know blow up things. And so the screen isn't nearly as big as you would see in a traditional drive-in. Second is that when they put up this big screen, they do it in a regular parking lot. So all these cars are parked, you know, behind each other in like a normal normal parking spaces. So, again, the screen's not as large, and you're in regular parking spaces, so they're not angled in such a way so that it's easier for you to see the screen. Um, And, you know, they do charge a little bit less than a regular drive-in, which rightfully so they should, but they also don't charge you less if you come with less people. It's $20 per car. So if it's two of you, you're going to pay 20 bucks. If it's four of you, you're going to pay 20 bucks. So, well, I've never been there. I miss our old drive-in when we had the real drive-in. Well, the Crest drive-in. It, uh, yeah, we used to have we used to have a drive-in in town, and you know, our town isn't necessarily like. I mean, it's not garbage, but like if you you know pay attention to the news or whatever, it makes it seem like our town's like you know real shit. Um, you know, it doesn't have very good air quality. A lot of cars get stolen here, but you know, there's like the. You know, like nationally, like but there's we're like not three. Fresno, so thank God for that. Woo! Yeah, so I mean, there's like three cities in California that you know have cars stolen on a, you know, a really high scale, and like I said, our air quality isn't very good, and it does get very hot here. Um, you know, and because of a lot of those things, um, our, uh, you know, cost of living isn't super high, so you know, there's a lot of there is a good amount of riffraff in this town, and so you know. You, you have a lot of riffraff like you can't have nice things and uh you know so you know the drive-in was always getting like you know tagged up in bathrooms and it would attract the wrong kinds of people that are trying to sneak in multiple homies and 
you know, the back of a trunk and, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd get fights and stuff between people or whatever. Because it used to be two screens, so there'd be, like, a double feature on one side and then a double feature on another side. You know, and those were the days. Like, it was super cool, but, um, you know, it was just a lot of, it was a lot of problems and, you know, it wasn't making as much money as it should have, so it closed. Um, you know, the thing is, though, is that, like, for us, uh, you know, we're driving distance from several uh, drive-ins and we make sure to support the drive-ins whenever uh, we're out of town um, you know the drive-ins that I can name uh, that I can think of off the top of my head is there's one down um, toward LA in the city of industry um, that's a scary city though that one's yeah it's kind of rough but um, they do have um, a four-way drive-in they, that's they, pretty neat. So they have all the new movies, and there's double features on all of them on all four screens. And typically, the way they separate them is they put they put the action movies on one screen, drama on one screen, family movies on one screen, and like comedy movies on one screen. So that is cool because like if you want to see, you know, two of those kind of movies, like you can go to the you can go to the drive-in there and you know see them. But it was rough. You're driving down the street, and it's all fucking taco trucks and titty bars. Like, it was weird. You better put your sunglasses on so nobody thinks you're staring at him. <laughs> yeah. Lock your windows. Yeah. doors. Whatever. So, um, there is that. And so, um, we've only been to that one once, and we are just kind of like, yeah, maybe we won't frequent this one unless we're desperate. Um, now, the other ones are all on the California coast. Um, there's one in Santa Barbara. Uh, there is one, and what's, and then there are. That is Santa Maria. No, no, there's what? Well, yes, there's one in Santa Barbara. There's one in Santa Maria, which is called a Highway Drive-In, and then there's the one in San Luis Obispo, which is the one we go to a lot, which is, um, you know, the Sunset Drive-In. Now, uh, we haven't been to the one in Santa Barbara yet, but the one in Santa Barbara. Uh, what's different about that one is that typically they will always play different movies. Um, for whatever reason, even though they're two different drive-ins, the Sunset Drive-In in San Luis Obispo and the uh, the Drive-In in Santa Maria, um, they tend to play the same movies, always. Every now and then they might play like one different movie, but they'll always at least play one similar movie. The one in Santa Barbara... Um, they will almost always play like two different movies from that's different from the San Luis one and different from the one in Santa Maria. I don't know why. That's just how it is. Maybe um, they're owned by the same people, the ones that play the same ones. Possibly. Um, but yeah, you know, support your drive-ins wherever you see them. Look for them, find them, try to Google them. Um, you know, I would I would definitely do that because I mean, drive-ins are a pretty rare thing nowadays, and you know they do. It is. There's a lot of nostalgia. We definitely love doing it, and uh, you know, it is a cheaper alternative to be able to, you know, eat what you want to eat, watch movies you want to watch, and you know, just. And if you uh, want to sleep, you can sleep in peace. Exactly. So yeah, it's definitely <laughs> a lot of fun, and I would look for one in your area if you happen to be lucky enough to have one. So, um, you know, that's pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah, that's pretty much our show. So, um, you know, thank you for listening. Uh, this is episode 18. Um, you know, if you have questions, comments, concerns, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, appreciate feedback. Um, you know, that conversationalist at gmail.com. Um, you can check up some stuff that, you know, we will typically post up um, on our Facebook page at uh, that conversationalist. Um, if you're listening to it, you've probably already found 
uh, our podcast on SoundCloud, but we are also on iTunes um, at uh, you know Conversationalist, and uh, we are also on Twitter at at that con podcast. So again, thanks for listening, Jesse, with Amanda. Hi. Saying, see you later. Bye. <laughs>